Yeah, yeah, just yeah, be normal. You. Just be normal. Just be as normal as possible. <laughs> normal. I'm not being normal. Normal. Now. What's normal? Is this normal? <laughs> no. I know what normal is. Shit. <laughs> Welcome to Words for Dinner. I'm Mike. And I'm Max. And we're the podcast that puts the wawa in your wawater. Oh, wow. You like that's, that? So it's refreshing. It's extra refreshing because it comes from wawa. Yeah, wawa is also the best place to get sandwiches and coffee. Oh, the the best. By the way, if someone from corporate in <laughs> wawa is listening, clearly we can do... <laughs> Anything. How did we just with Wawa? Once again, we're like pups. We're not being paid, <laughs> but we could be being paid right now. We're just we're just buzz marketing. We just love. You know what? That's what makes us special, man. Yeah. We just tell it like it is. We don't care if we're getting money for a thing or not. Mm-mm. We're 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 just not. Mm-hmm. We're not corporate people, really. Yeah. Until we become corporate. Until people. yeah. Until yeah. they buy us off. Welcome to Words for Dinner. I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm Max. And this episode is Deja Vu. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah, gotcha. Woo! Everyone's confused. Dude. Everyone's like, what happened? I just heard that. That actually is, dude. That was Smart. well done, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad that you followed along. Yeah. You're like, maybe he's starting over again. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. I'm glad he followed along. You know, one of the things, one of the pleasures of recording with Mike is you got to stay on your toes. Unpredictability. you got to be sharp. Mm-hmm. And if you drop the ball, mm-hmm. you basically are eaten by wolves. Uh-huh. That's true. Actually, it's not really like that. It's like you just... You know, you're just gently, Shame. gently shamed. Yeah. In a, in a, Gen- in a, it's a gentle shame. Yeah, it's not it's too harsh. Gentle. The edges aren't too rough. Yeah, that's sweet. That's sweet of you. Yeah, man. It's been nice. But, yeah. Uh, so, so we're doing Deja Vu. Tell us more about this, Max. Well, yeah. we're going to do tell Deja Vu, and I'm going to tell you more about that. See, this is good. This, this is going to be a terrible episode. episode. All episode. Worst episode. <laughs> all right. So <clears throat> what to say about this? This is a word that I wanted to choose. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually curious because, you know, we switch off from words like we've said before. Yeah. And this is one that you, you chose and you were excited about for actually a while. I think you yeah. first told me about this, what, two or three months ago that you were like, I think I want to do this. And we had some other words mm-hmm. on the pipeline already. Mm-hmm. But, you know, tell yeah, tell me why you you were so adamant about doing doing this phrase. Well, this is a phrase. I do like our queue of words right now. Yeah. We've got some good ones in there. Yeah. And those are coming up. So, yeah. like, it was actually a selection from the list. But I, I'm trying to remember what... What made you... I'm trying to remember what made me choose Deja Vu. Uh, can't. That's ironic. Because uh, uh, that's what it is, is when you remember something that mm-hmm. hasn't happened. But uh, I have a list of different Deja words, right? Yeah, Deja's. Hold on, let me, let me find it. I feel like I've taught at least two students named Deja. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's Which is already, right? Which is French for already, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm probably, like, butchering that a little bit. No, right? that sounds right. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to look for the thing that, uh, what did you say? You can't remember something that happened? Oh, right? jamais vu. Oh. Okay, you knew it. Yeah. Fine, whatever. Yeah, jamais vu. Just ignore my research. Well, we whatever. We, we gotta come back to it, dude. It's fine. I'm just hurt a little. It's okay, man. It's gonna... It's gonna Can you say that again? Okay. I'm not gonna be able to say that. It's gonna be all right. Uh... A uh, jamais vu. Okay. Jamais vu. Nice. <laughs> you gotta say it like that though. You gotta, like, jamais you gotta vu. like dial it back and just be like chill. Jamais vu. 
Yeah, actually, that's exactly. Is that okay? Yeah, you do great. I'm job. actually very bad at speaking French. Like, it actually takes a lot of effort mm. to like pronou- pronounce things. Mm. I'm bad at pronouncing English words, mm. right? Uh, which I'm sure at some point someone like just stopped an episode and said that fucker, right? Like, yeah, fuck yeah. that guy. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. All that. that happens all the time. Whenever anybody listens to it. Uh, but then they always replay. They're like, I gotta know. I gotta know. You like? Uh, yeah. So like, dude, uh, picked it. Glad I did. I've had some moments mm-hmm. of deja vu in my life. Yeah. And uh, they're always creepy. Yeah. They're creepy. And I feel like maybe this is, like, making me think of per se a little bit. I think per se is in the same vein as this word in the sense mm-hmm. that it's, like, obviously comes from another language, yeah. entered English, mm-hmm. used quite a bit, kind of frequent. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, That's cool. You've, you've had this feeling. Yes. I've yes. also had this feeling. Right. Do you recall? I'm actually trying to think right now when the last time I had deja vu. And I can't really, because it's this is the thing. It's like a momentary feeling. Yeah, it goes. Yeah. It goes. It's gone. It does. I'm trying to think about the last time I might have had deja vu. I get it. I get it a lot with things that I say, like that oh. I've said that before in the same situation. Right? Yeah. So I know, like, some people say they get like smells and they feel like that, but I just like I I get smells and I remember that smell. Like I'm like, oh, that pipe smell that reminds me of this, right, yeah. or something like that. But I don't ever feel like it's deja vu. I, I feel like deja vu is when I'm saying something and I'm like, oh, I've said this in this same exact situation with this same person before. Yeah. But like, it's somebody I just met. And yeah. I was like, that's impossible. Yeah. That's the thing. That's one way it's misused, too, right? It's like people sometimes take it to mean, like, this has happened before. Yeah. And kind of. And that's what it means. Yeah. Right? And I think, like, well, we'll get to it. Oh, yeah. But so let's let's talk about it. Let's go. You know? Uh, Let's do some things. Uh, (laughs) Some stuff, right? Stuff. So uh, it's a noun, right? Okay. We're going to start there. It's uh, a noun. noun. It's a person, place, or thing? Person, I think. Isn't that a, a juxtaposition? It's a juxtaposition. I don't know. Ju- uh, that was bad. Jargon? JJ? Uh, Anything that begins with J? JJ, uh, JJ Watt from the uh, Houston Texans. Wow, that was that was a that was an interesting train of thought. Pew, pew, pew. I'm feeling very associative right now. Yeah, yeah, super. Everything that I've been reading for yeah. this, right, has made me just like my mind feels like I'm just gonna so free associate. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to bring it back to like reality, at times, and like I keep breaking. Even when we were talking earlier, I was like free associating things and like our like transferring our conversation to different shit. I actually have a game for us at the end of this that uh, is based on this. I'm so excited. I'm sure it will be awful as yeah. all your yeah. games are. <laughs> the endless game of all time forever. Oh, nice. Uh, okay, so déjà vu is a noun. And let's look at our OED for a second. Okay. It says that this is a French, its etymology is French. Yeah, yeah. It means, in French, already seen. Which is kind of cool. I like it's that. super cool. Mm-hmm. Already seen. So it's like, oh, man, it's just like, sometimes the French just have a way of, like, capturing the essence of a thing. It's almost, like, poetic, right? Mm-hmm. Already seen, right? But uh, the definition is an illusory feeling of having previously experienced the present situation, a form of paramnesia. What? Param. <laughs> All right, so this is actually, like, I'm going to read this quote because I'm going to come back to this guy yeah, later. Yeah. I like me some F.W.H. Myers, and that's who <laughs> uh, whose quote this is. This is from 1903. The first recorded instance of the use of deja vu. Uh, he says from his book, Human Personality, and this is the word we just heard, 
promnesia, the paradoxical sensation of of recollecting a scene which is only now occurring for the first time. And then he goes on to call that the sense of deja vu. So actually, what's interesting already is that this caught on uh, clearly, right? Mm-hmm. But the the real term which he's using is promnesia. Promnesia did not catch on. No. Because it's a synonym for deja vu. Well, deja vu did. Well, can I tell you a little fun history behind that? So one of the things that I read talked about how, and uh, I'm going to see if I can find the French researcher's name, but yeah. the first guy to use the phrase deja vu yeah. to mean what we meant now is clearly a French guy, oh, right? Okay. I mean, like, honestly, right? Oh. Like, that would be, like, a person who's popularizing it in English, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so it's a, it's, it's a French person who did it first, and I'm trying to find uh, the, the thing, right, that I had. But uh, basically, like, so this guy does it first, and then Freud had talked about it as oh, yeah. paramnesia. Right? Um, like, he was the one who kind of used that phrase. Okay, okay. Um, so I thought that was I thought that was kind of interesting because, like, clearly somebody... Eh, I didn't print it out. I'm sorry. Right? Um, so hopefully I'll remember it for something and let yeah. you know yeah. right, where it was. But uh, basically, like, the, uh, clearly the French used it first, right? Okay. Um, and, like, one of the things that I looked up is, like, a guy who, like, really obsessed with the phrase deja vu and, like, kind of does independent research on it. And it looked kind of scholarly but kind of not. And, like, yeah. that was kind of confusing. I thought I had printed that. I did. But, like, Dude, I don't know. That, that, yeah. You know what? That's, like, true, though. Like, I feel like one of the interesting things about this word is it's got this, like, sense of, like, it fascinates people. That's, yeah. I guess, another reason I chose it is because it's so – it's, like, this, right. like, part of being alive that's just weird as crap, dude. Like, it's, like – what like it's just like it's this moment in your day that stands out and it yeah. feels somewhat magical yeah you know what i mean it's sort of yeah. some magical a lot yeah a lot of people associate it with something like that yeah but like that yeah. guy that guy who i just mentioned um who has a website called i mentioned a website deja experience research mm-hmm. um his name is art funkhauser <laughs> i mean i'm sorry it's so good it's his name that is his name. So, so this is from right. 2004, and he, like, there's a, there, this is like he has this website, and it has like a brief history of deja vu, okay. deja vu terminology, all this stuff. Like, okay. and, and some of the stuff actually overlaps with a lot of science that I looked up. But um, Funkhauser, love the guy, right? Like, is into wow. it, and he kind of mentions like a few people early, which I'm going to get to. Like, he mentions Augustine and uh, Ovid. Um, as like earlier people who were talking about it, yeah. like or not using the phrase deja vu, but talking about the experience, and then he mentions pretty shortly after um, F W H Myers. So like it's important to like him too, and like clearly F W H Myers has like an important role to play in like how we see and understand deja vu, right? Okay. So that's what I wanted to say is that like while like okay. he's not because the OED does this all the time, right? It like yeah. ta- it's the Oxford English Dictionary too. So yeah. if uh, if uh, Freud used para- paramnesia, right? Yeah, right. Like paramnesia. Yeah. Um, and other people use that, and then like finally. Like, this guy transfers over the actual French, right, um, deja vu, and then starts popularizing it. That's important to mention. But clearly the French used it first, right, to, like, kind of talk yeah. about this term. Those um, wily yeah. French. They're doing it again. No, I know. I know. Well, it is, a, it is a French race. Keeps happening. I know. So I love yeah. English just stealing language from other people left and right. They love taking it. love stealing stuff. It's just our favorite thing to do. Just the, you know, like, good artists borrow. Great artists steal. 
the English language. That's a great artist. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, That's you know kind of an oversimplification. I'm going to be fair. Still but like, you know, it's nice, man. It's got a certain ring welcome. to it. You're welcome. You know, we're actually, we said a bunch of things just now that we're going to come back to. Mm-hmm. F.W.H. Myers, I'm going to talk about his life. Mm-hmm. The man, the myth, the legend. I'm pretty excited about this. He's going to come later. <laughs> What you just said about stealing is a special little uh, uh, thing that I'm has pumped. to do with a uh, part of his story. It's so I'm interesting pumped. you said I'm that. I'm super pumped. He's, I'll just give you a little taste. Mm. He might be a plagiarizer. That sounds great. Uh, and other things. So we should keep going with the OED. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, tell I, me more. You know, there's, there's other things. But, yeah. like, that's 1903, right? And, right, like you said, earlier than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in English, we got 1903. Then we got only a couple years later, 1906. The next instance is from a Journal of Abnormal Psychology, which is quoted as saying, a feeling that the present is a part of past experience. Deja vu. Mm. Yeah. So it just reinforces the use of deja vu. But one thing I noticed is that those two, plus actually the next instance in 1914, which I re- won't read, but it's from Psychopathology of Everyday Life, mm-hmm. inc- um, including Freud. Uh, the first three instances are all psychological literature Hmm. early psychological literature so it's treated from an early moment not as a poetic or um, literary idea or Mm -hmm. like something that is like not real but it's treated as a curious real thing Mm -hmm. that is deserving of study scientific inquiry Mm -hmm. and that means that there's this is like a thing that actually exists right yeah Um, but I think that like I don't know what your reading has uncovered, but like generally speaking, what I what I've read was like this is a hard thing to pin down scientifically. Yeah, yeah. it seems that way a lot. It seems like it's very difficult. I'll read a couple fun sentences. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about right. science. Yeah. So like just to bring us up to the present moment, then there's a couple more cool um, like quotes. Uh, there's um, let's see, Kosler, uh, 1937, Dickens, not Charles, but this other guy, Dickens, Mm -hmm. um, 1953. Yeah, okay, so, and then the last one, the most recent one, which they have here, is from 1958. Iris Murdoch, who's a pretty pretty well-known writer, I think. Yeah. Uh, Iris Uh, Murdoch is, uh, I think she was a fiction writer, but, like, more well-known for her, like, Philosophy, right? Oh, okay. I think cool. I actually tried cool. to read her once and I couldn't really do it because it was like she was difficult. It was just hard. Yeah. It was just hard. But anyway, Iris Murdoch's book, Bell, 1958, quote, he had again the strange sensation of deja vu. Okay, so, and then the other thing, which we talked about a minute ago, is like some people started to sort of misuse the term to mean just something that's happened before. Yeah. So it's like, an, to change it to mean it's an accurate recollection of something mm-hmm. instead of an inaccurate one. So that's occasionally the correct impression that something has been previously experienced. And there's two instances from the 60s where the, that's happening. But uh, what I like about this, too, we've got a nice short entry. Yeah. It's not too overwhelming. Fast. Boom. In and out. You know what I mean? Deja vu. Bam. Done. <laughs> hmm. Done. What uh, you got some you got some other things to add to this? Uh yeah, I mean yeah, I don't know, man. It's just there's so much. No, um, yeah, so it's super short, and I think like so with de- with déjà vu, right? Like you said, the definition's pretty straightforward. We use it for that, right? Um, and it seems to have transitioned from like medical 
to like more uh, literary yeah. of a term, right? Where people use it, and it's you know pretty common for people to claim that they've had deja vu. And all the sources that I've said is like between sixty and seventy percent of people yeah. all claim that like they've experienced deja vu at some point, right? I have even uh, more in some cases. It yeah. can be even higher. Yeah. Yeah, so that's intense, right? But so I mean, it's a common thing that people experience. But I guess for me, I was interested in, you know, since the definition of the word is so straightforward, right? Um, and it's a very small, you know, like kind of thing around that, right? And you seem to be interested in like the history of how the word like became popularized, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was interested in it as an idea, right? Like how the word, like after it becomes like popularized, like kind of. Like, how people respect or don't respect that phrase or, like, how it kind of works within the language itself, right? Uh, And I think that inevitably brings me to science, right? Um, Which which is interesting because we don't talk a lot about science, right, Um, here. And so... I got. I basically looked up stuff like that was related to the science of deja vu, right? Oh, nice, dude. Um, because yeah, so there's like these two sides of it, which is that there's the science side and this non-science side. Yeah. And for a long time, and one of the articles that I was reading, one of the things that they said for a while, researchers just didn't talk about deja vu, yeah, or even address it, right, in research because it was so associated with things like ESP. Or, like, right. telling the future or something that people were like, this is silly, not based in scientific fact, so yeah. therefore, done. Right? right. But then people started research, and there have been people who have researched it in the past. There's, like, a couple people from the 60s, etc. Like, you know, like, people who have done work with it, right? But it's just not very popular. Yeah, yeah. It seems like in the, like, uh, early aughts. So, like, 2004 to, like, 2006, 2007, 2008, it seemed to catch on a little bit more. Like, more people were doing stuff related to it. Um, Okay. Yeah, and there seems to be, like, two big big kind of – what's the phrase I'm looking for? Ways in which they they research deja vu, right? And the first one seems to involve um, epilepsy. Do you see? Do you yeah. see that at all? Yeah. yeah. So it seems like a lot of people who have issues with epilepsy or issues with their brain are the people that they study deja vu on. And it was interesting because one place now said, it's getting weird." Yeah, yeah. And I, one place said that like they can't study it except for people on this because you can't control it. Yeah. You have to actually. Con- you have to have a control. There's no right? deja vu switch. Yeah. Oh, right. What like, about that, dude? That's a great idea for like a weird. Of science fiction story. Anyway, keep going. yeah, <laughs> that would that that would be right. Right. Um. So yeah. So like you know, uh, supposedly there's different types of deja vu. Yeah, and, yeah. I read that too. Yeah, and how like deja vu works in specific ways, right? Um. Can I can I interject? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Cause, go cause for I it. Because I just want to like before we move on, because I'm afraid we're gonna uh, we're gonna forget to come back. To yeah, that. yeah. Because I'm looking at Wikipedia, but this is well cited part of the Wikipedia okay, yeah, page. Yeah. Just to add. Two types of deja vu are suggested to exist, it yeah. says. The pathological type of deja vu usually associated with epilepsy, like you said. Mm-hmm. And the non-pathological, which is a characteristic of healthy people and psychological phenomena. Yeah. Phenomena, phenomena, phenomena. So, phenomena. Phenomena. Yeah, exactly. So that's, <laughs> that's uh, exactly, and uh, that's a cited, let's see. In Wikipedia, from a number of different things, um, practical neurology, deja vu entry from practical neurology from 2003, uh, deja experiences in temporal lobe epilepsy, 
uh, from 2012 and yeah. so on. Yeah, and so here too, right? Um, so I'm uh, a big thing that I'm going to use is How Stuff Works, um, the website How Stuff Works, which. Uh, Honestly, they did a great job. I'm going to have a little tangent at some point yeah. about research and citing sources. Yeah, dude. So get ready for I'm that, guys. Ready. Get fucking pumped for me bitching about people citing sources, right? But <laughs> Dude, we're going to have like a bitching section. It's, gonna it's, it's just going to be like ranting. Mike bitches about something again. <laughs> um, so anyway, right? So supposedly there's different types of deja vu and there's two different, which yeah. are associate, associative deja vu and biological deja vu, uh, okay. right? And so biological deja vu, it says the, uh, there are high occurrences of deja vu among people with temporal lobe epilepsy. Oh. Just before having a seizure, they experience a strong feeling of deja vu. This is given... Re, uh, Research a slightly more reliable way of studying deja vu. They may be able to provide uh, identify the areas of the brain which seem to signal deja vu. Right. So this is interesting in the science. But then associative deja vu is just the most common type by normal healthy people. I think you were just saying that, right? It's basically what we all experience, right? But you can't study that shit. Right, no. you can't, um, yeah. and so, but you can study the epilepsy one, right? So yeah. it seems interesting. So there's a few things that they've done where, like, they've like put uh, brain scanners on people with, with epilepsy, right? I'm gonna get into uh, a, a specific example that's really interesting in a second too. But like, they've done all these studies, right? And kind of like they think they know where in the brain it's the hippocampus specific part of the hippocampus, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, that deja vu comes from. And then there's different theories, right, which How Stuff Works has a bunch, right? And I will just quickly, because um, I actually found the thing that I was looking for a second ago, which caused my brain fart, right? Um, okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the theories for how deja vu works is that it uh, has to do with divided attention, which is called the cell phone theory, right? Ooh. And so it's basically like we're, we're distracted our attention's distracted, so therefore we're, like, receiving images, and then we get this feeling like we've already experienced it once we start paying attention to that thing specifically, right? Which is kind of interesting, you know, like, that's... I'm doing, like, short thrift there on that, right? Right. Uh, but then there's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of other ones, right? Quickly go through them, like, dual processing or delayed vision. Basically, like, our brain kind of like hiccups or something, right? Um, and supposedly this is, uh, like, from the early 60s, but it's still, like, a pretty popular or pretty, like, well-done theory, which okay. is that, like, we see things, and, like, basically because our brain hiccups real quick, it feels like – then it starts feeling like we've seen this before. But really we're just receiving this information at a much slower pace than we're used to, right? Yeah, so it's, yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's like yeah. delayed, right? Yeah. Um, and then – so <laughs> – this is good. Uh, so memories from other sources. This theory proposes that we uh, have many stored memories that come from many aspects of our lives, including not only our own experiences, but also movies, pictures, and books. Uh, we can have very strong memories of things we've read or seen without actually experiencing it. And over time, these mem- memories get pushed back in our mind. When we see something that reminds us of those memories, uh, we experience a feeling of deja vu. Whoa. For example, a child we may have seen uh, in a movie that is seen in a famous restaurant or at a famous landmark. Then as an adult, we visit the same location without remembering the movie, and the location feels familiar to us. Right, right. Okay. So and that seems like, logical. That, like, you know? is sort of trying to, like, of course, with science, right? Yeah. This is good. We're trying to root this yeah. in actual yeah. experience. And they're like, all right, so there may be reasons yeah. for it. And then, and then the other thing, which, of course, is uh, the one that we all believe. Is that to do with precognitive dreams? Oh, sure, of course. Uh, 
<laughs> so uh, this is a fun little fact that they quoted, right? Yeah. Supposedly this person, uh, J.W. Dunn, who's an, uh, who was an aeronautical engineer in World War II, conducted studies in 39 with Oxford, um, and he found, supposedly, uh, that 12.7% of his subjects can tell the future. Whoa! Right, basically, like, whoa, their, whoa, dreams, their dreams have similarities to future events, right? So basically, they're dreaming the future. This and is recent studies, so sick. 1988 by Nancy Sandow had similar results. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Oh. And then it's connected to Deja Vu. And then, uh, so, although Deja Vu's been studied for 100 years, researchers have tens of theories, uh, tens of... Uh, it advanced tons of theories about it. There's no explanation for why it happens. Wait, right? did you say the first guy from 1939? You said, yeah, yeah, J. W. Dunn. Is, was he? So he wasn't like studying Indiana Jones stuff, dude. You know how Indiana yeah. Jones, like yeah. the Nazis, always trying to come up with like yep, trying to find yep. the art, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. he's that's what that is. Yeah. So have you ever seen the TV show Fringe? No, but it's supposed to be good. It's very good. Yeah, I didn't finish it all the way, okay. so nobody ruined it for me. Okay. Right. No spoilers. But it's very much – Fringe is very much based on that, right? So, like, Fringe, the whole thing is that it's fringe science, right? Oh, yeah. That actually is something that's, like, accurate. So one of the things that they they use in there is a sensory deprivation tank, right? Um, They talk about, like, shooting up with LSD actually does do something to you. So it's like taking these, like, fringe sciences and saying that, oh, they're actually real. It's a science fiction thing, right? And so one of the things is deja vu, right? They cover that in one of the episodes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pacey from uh, from Dawson's Creek is in it. Oh, you know, you know so, what I'm saying? You know what I'm yeah, saying? You know, I, I, I we do. We gotta say. tell our friend uh, who does. Uh, yeah, yeah, who loves Dawson's Creek? Creek. Yeah, no, she knows. She told me. about she it. She does. Okay. Yeah, and I told me about it. So, if Anna's <laughs> listening right now, you got it. There you go. Um, but yeah, so that's that's that. So Deja Vu is like covered in this mystery, and here is the phrase that I was looking for earlier, which I'll end this conversation with, mm-hmm. which is a perfect, a perfect like explanation of just. Deja vu, but also just science, right? And I love that science works like this sometimes. So the 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 um, paragraph is on how stuff works. Some researchers also report that the more tired or stressed you are, the more likely you are to experience deja vu. Interesting, right? It's, it, I might like, have it's it right now. Thing. Yeah, who knows, right? Other researchers, however, have seen just the opposite. <laughs> they report that the more refreshed and relaxed you are, yeah. the more likely you are to experience deja vu. Sure. Okay. And then this sentence is great. Obviously, the jury is still out about a lot of things related to deja vu, which is which is hilarious. But so that was the thing I was looking for earlier. But that was it. Like that's like it, it's interesting that that's science though, right? Yeah. Is that like for a while science is kind of all over the place until they kind of like start bringing everything together to kind of make sense. And then there is no like direct answer. There's just like what we think the best answer is, right? And then we act yeah. on that best evidence and that's good right like that's yeah. like a, just a universal good to do so um and i think it's great but like deja vu is interesting in that it's it's has this mystery around it right and i don't yeah. think it ever will not have it right where like people will always you know think things like oh like i dreamt this and that was the future i often think that right like i often like am susceptible to like feeling like i've dreamt the future or what or 
dreaming something and then it affecting how I feel about that person in real Whoa. life. Oh, well, actually, 100%. That's, yeah, that's sometimes happens. That sucks. Do you know too. that's hard? It's you know, so hard. Uh, certain people who shall remain nameless um, have uh, had the same experience with me, and they yeah. were like looked at me all funny, and I'm like, "Stop it! That didn't happen. That was just a dream that you had." And I'm like, "Come on!" And they're like, "Yeah, but it's still weird." And I'm like, "All right, cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was, this is out of my control." Dude, I had I had this really vivid dream about my daughter Whoa. being missing. Oh no! And all day, even though she was there, it's just like the Whoa. feeling was still there. Yeah, it must have been scary. So, so it makes sense, right? Like, think about if you're dreaming, just like a regular dream, the same intensity, but it's not like a serious situation. It's just like I walked through this park that I've gone through, but it's an yeah. intense dream, right? It's just like yeah. you can kind of feel it all and whatever, mm-hmm. and then you go and walk through that park near your house again. And you're like, what the fuck, right? Yeah. Like, I imagine, like, people would freak out. I would. When I, like, if I if I dream, like, that somebody doesn't like me or, like, yeah. it really does like me, yeah. and then when I see them, they act that way, I go, whoa. Yeah. Right? Because they're so, like, reinforcing yeah. it. Yeah, right? And so it's like it's chance, right? I, my theory is it's chance, right? Who knows? I might be wrong. We, we might be treading into waters right now that are intense, and complicated, right? It might be. It might be like a it. lot. It might be a lot. You know what, dude? Yeah. You might have magical powers. You know what? This is where this is the moment well, we're gonna figure it out. What we only you we only Raise, use. Levitate that chair, dude. dude the, stop it. You right. know you know that I try to do that all the time. You know, first of all, sorry. I know this is a this is a soft spot for you because you tried to levitate things before it hasn't. I I often try to use the force. Just the, I'm often like staring at a cup that's across the room. <laughs> I'm like, if only it would just come to me. If only it would just appear in my hand. Uh, please, please. And then I got to get up and move yeah, my yeah. ass to actually get it. Man, so it's just, man, these are not the it's droids rough. you're looking for. I wish they were the droids oh, we were looking I wish for. This, I wish it was the droid we were both looking for. All right, well, you know what, man? We're going to play this game later where you're going to levitate something. So it's going oh, yeah, so to be part of the levitate. Yeah, the so, so the science is, re- is really cool, right? I have more science stuff, but if you, I've talked for a little let bit me, and brain farted hard. Let, so go ahead. No, yeah, brain take it fart, over. no brain fart is more. Let me um, refresh. Refresh. You know, put your face on. I want to listen to your voice. Take, take your face off. Put it back <laughs> on. I want to take his face off. Just like uh, Caster Troy, Nick, oh Clay, Nick Cage from uh, Face Off. Oh, my God. That's Oh, my God. That's yeah. right. And then at the end. He's singing that song. Referencing Face Off is rough. I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. It's one of those movies, man. Don't you have? Movies. Don't you remember seeing that movie and yeah. now we're talking about it? Yeah, it's just like it's it's just badly good. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it's just when he's like, do you yeah. remember the scene when like at the beginning when he's about to bomb the L.A. Convention Center and there's that like like kids choir singing? Yeah. And he's like he's like dry humping like one of the like singers and nobody seems to notice. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 40 people around him and nobody's noticing. It's so weird. It's such a weird thing. It's a weird movie. Yeah, it's a weird movie. Anyway, uh, yeah, Face Off's a good movie. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, before we t- we get into Mike levitating things, before we finish this conversation, I want to add some more things yeah. about science. Yeah. Right? You covered most of it. Uh, just a couple things to add. Yeah, yeah. This is from Wikipedia. Also, pretty good Wikipedia entry yeah. as far as they go. Yeah. Not perfect. It. I, 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 slight tangent, right? It's really weird which Wikipedia articles are just well researched, right? So it's just not. like really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it, stuff that I, I wish that like 
there was a job that you could have. I'm sure that actually Wikipedia, I know Wikipedia does employ people, right? Yeah. But I wish that, like, there was a way to, like, get paid for this because then I would do it more. Like, oh, I just yeah. don't have the time, right? Yeah. Like, I got I to make money. I got to feed my kid and shit, yeah, right? But, like, I Google things. I look at Wikipedia for quick answers, right? Yeah, yeah. It's usually nerdy shit. It's yeah. usually related to, like, weird shit. Yeah. And, like, I look it up and then it's like, but this isn't cited. Well, yeah. Like, can't you cite shit, quote things? Do you want to have your rent, man? No, I'm having a little bit. I'm warming up to it. Like, I'm warming up to it. Dude, you know what? This is how my dad rolls, too. Yeah. You got to be careful. You're going to turn into a dad. Oh, wait. I am a dad. You already are a dad. Well, your dad gets mad about cited sources? No, he just gets mad. You know he's one like one of our listeners. Yeah, yeah. He's like listening. He's like give you a call. He's like fuck you, Mets. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it's about. It's usually about the Nets. Oh. Let's be real, folks. There's a lot to be mad about the Nets. Well, that's fair. All right, anyway, um, deja vu. It's not linked to schizophrenia. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. If you have schizophrenia, you got other problems besides deja vu. Okay, <laughs> I guess good enough. Uh, memory-based explanations. Mm. Research has associated deja vu experiences with good memory functions. Mm. Actually, that's interesting. Again. Again, just completely. Is that true or not? I don't don't know. know. Yeah. Another possible explanation for the phenomena of deja vu. Phenomena. Is the occurrence of, quote, cryptomnesia. Hmm. Which is where information learned is forgotten, but nevertheless stored in your brain. Medicine, yeah. And similar occurrences invoke the contained knowledge. So you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was funny that they called it cryptomnesia. Yeah. it's like it's in a crypt. Is that what they're going know. for? I don't know. Crypto. Don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, right. Like it's like locked away. I'm sure it's there's like actually dead. like it's like a dead memory. You know, I think it's weird. I think it's funny that in a podcast about etymology, right? Um, the first thing that we often go for is like the metaphorical meaning, yeah. right? And then we're like, oh wait, there must be an actual definition. <laughs> I'm sure crypto. Yeah, whatever. I'm just saying, no, dude. I love it. I love it, man. I yeah. just get into it. And it's just nice. every time I hear the phrase crypto, right? I either think of Tales of the Crypt. Or Crypto the Dog. Crypto the Dog? Who's that? Yeah. Which it's dog Superman's that? Uh, Kryptonian dog. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had a crypt. What? It's Crypto, man. He uh, wears a little Superman cape, and he flies, and he has no. all the same powers. Yeah, you're messing with me. I'm not fucking right, messing Which with you. Which comic is this? Is this Superman. Early? That, I mean, it, Crypto appears every once in a while. He's made of Kryptonite? No, 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 no. It's oh. a dog from Krypton. Oh, he's just called. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would. Oh, can you imagine if your like, most beloved animal friend in the world was also Super strength. Like, made of poison? Eyes, like eye lasers. Oh, ice breath. Oh, dude, flies. He flies. Shit. Man, <laughs> yeah. Every dog wants those things, but I, once maybe. you give it to the dog, it's yeah. going to cause havoc and mayhem. Crypto's intense. I can't imagine. The <laughs> Petco is just going to be demolished by that dog. <laughs> it's going to roll through there like tank. Anyway. Yeah. Dream-based explanations. You talked about this, um, so I won't cover that again. But let's get back to jamais vu. Jamais vu. Jamais vu. Jamais vu is French meaning never seen. Okay. It is often <laughs> considered the opposite of déjà vu. It's a term uh-huh. in psychology used to describe any familiar situation which is not recognized by the observer. Huh. It involves a sense of eeriness and the observer's impression of seeing the situation for the first time despite rationally knowing he or she has been in the situation before. You ever talking uh. to somebody and you're like, "This is not something I've had to do before." Who is this person? What is their name? Why is this? Ha-? And it's like totally something that happens every day. Really? It's like yeah, or like I don't know, man. Like driving to work and being like, "What is this street corner?" 
and it's like you've uh, seen it every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, I understand. You know, like it's like you have this weird out of body. It's almost like mm-hmm. you're like floating around, and you're like not. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool though, dude, because I feel like Jamai Vu is sort of like what, like spiritual people, maybe like people who are trying to attain like real inner peace mm-hmm. and like 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 serenity, want to attain that. Mm-hmm. They want to like you know. You want to like experience the unfamiliar as the uh, the familiar as the unfamiliar. It's like being like childlike again. You get to like experience life at a higher level. So I, I guess like on one, I don't know. It sounds like either that would be noticing something for the first time, right? So like your example of the drive, like it sounds like yeah, I drive down the street all the time, but like I've never looked to my right or never like really paid attention to what's on my right and now I'm stopped at this light that I've never been stopped at before right um, and like oh my god look there's like you know a wacky inflatable tube man or whatever you know like that's there it's like shit like the, having that weird feeling that like oh I drive by this and I never noticed that but like I feel like it's that like I drive by and I never I don't noticed know, that I think it's or like when you've seen the thing like yeah you know before you have but to like you know it. you you know you have seen it but like yeah like that's the crazy like you thing had to this. have seen it but you don't remember ha- having seen it yeah, yeah. the vu you you actually are rationally aware yeah. that you've seen it before well it also sounds very similar to things related to Alzheimer's or dementia right yeah. where it's like also too yeah. something I read is that like into in people who have dementia deja vu can happen oh what right which makes sense like if you're losing memory or like your mind <laughs> it seems to be deteriorating or yeah, whatever yeah. that like you would see something and feel like you have seen that before right. but like know that you haven't right? right or like see something like what you're talking about right see something rationally know that you had to have seen it before but not know. Like, I mean, my grandmother had dementia. Oh, yeah. Right? And it was very clear, right, especially on the earlier, mm. like, I guess, like, the early and mid stages. Yeah. Then when she saw me, she le- was like, I should know you. Yeah, yeah. She knows she should know. But she doesn't know. She doesn't right? know. Right? Yeah. So, like, she would call me different names and stuff. Like, she'd, like, yeah, be guessing, right, right? right? Or, like, land on something. But, like, yeah. it was very clear that, like, she was like, yes. It, was, yeah. it, it wasn't all the time that she was like, I don't know who you are at all, right? Yeah. I mean, in the late stages, that happened, you know? But, like, the last time I visited her, it was actually really nice. She, like, totally recognized me. Oh, nice. No fucking idea who I was, right? <laughs> but she was like, I should know you. Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, yeah, yeah. she had, like, uh, a great, it was a great grandchild? Yeah, great-grandchild there, and so she thought she had met the great-grandchild before, but she hadn't, right? So it was basically she was just assuming she had met everybody before. Um, And then she took me on a tour of the home that she was in. That's a combination of Deja Vu and Jamai Yeah, yeah. So she took me me on a tour of the home, right? So, like, uh, she was in a wheelchair at that point, right? She wasn't always in a wheelchair, but she she was in a wheelchair for a lot. And she didn't, um, like, turning the wheelchair with her hands. So she would use her feet, right? Mm-hmm. So she'd, like, yeah, you know, yeah. use her feet to, like, kind of propel her forwards, style. right? Yeah. Um, and she took me around, right? She walked me through the whole, like, her whole floor, right? And the the floor that she was on had a lot of people with Alzheimer's yeah. or dementia yeah. or similar, you know, like, you know, just kind of things, I guess, closely related to that. I'm not a doctor. I don't know, right? But, like, yeah. uh, there were a lot of people sleeping, right? Yeah. There's random chairs where people can take naps and stuff. Sure. Every time. She walked by somebody who was sleeping. She slapped them 
really hard what? or hit them in the chest or something oh, and, so and would start screaming in Polish, which I did not know she knew, right, uh, until that moment, right? And she, like, screamed at them in Polish. Wake, they'd wake up a little bit and she'd scroll by, like, stroll by and then they'd fall back asleep. Oh, that's, like, like this happened all the time. That's amazing. And that's, Dude, like, the I tour I got. I can just see one of your relatives doing that. Yeah. something about, I don't know. It's, like, it's kind of like a beautiful family, like, dude. It's like, you know, it's that, uh, it's like a very, very sad memory and a very beautiful memory at the same time. But it sounds like that, right? Like, yeah, I mean, Deja Vu is okay. so much incorporated with sure. the mind, right? Sure, yeah. um, and I think that, like, that's just always really interesting. Yeah, but yeah. sorry. Go, no, you know, dude, finish, like, yeah. thanks for sharing, man, yeah. about your family. You know, these things are difficult. Like, I have, you know, grandparents. Uh, my grandfather passed away. He had dementia. And, like, my grandma pretty much has it now. And yeah. uh, she's, like, 92, so she's, like, really doing it. And, like, yeah. wish her the best because, like, you know, she's had some difficult things yeah. that happen. But, like... Uh, anywho, like, yeah, like, I think it could also be extremely painful for that person to, like, yeah. have yeah. Shamai Vu because you're, like, you know that you're at a deficit. Like, yeah. you're aware. It's, like, not That's blissful ignorance. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like the opposite of that. It's, like, yeah. oh, crap. Like, I know. I'm, I'm, I don't know who this person is. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma, like, still, for a while, at least maybe not, it might not be as good anymore, but for many years after we knew she had some memory problems, she was still, like, demonstrating like some sharpness like yeah she would see me and she'd be like you and she'd like say my name and i'd be like yes and she'd be like <laughs> she like she like knew it you know yeah, yeah. and so she is still good about that yeah but anyway yeah memory memory and deja vu also jamais vu the opposite of yeah. deja vu so like these are all cool things from uh from wikipedia and that bolsters the science yeah. that we were talking about. Yeah, and I think uh, I think it's I think that's really cool, right? I think it's awesome. Yeah. I want to transition to the last thing about science, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, unless you have more about science, no, but like no. uh, so I found a website which I really loved and I want to shout out this website as we temp- we sometimes do, we find things randomly, right? Okay. It's called IFL Science. Okay. In forensic life, I'm not sure whatever mm-hmm. science for, right? But IFL Science Seems to be a British-based website that uh, has a bunch of, like, staff writers who work for them, and they write yeah. about science. Shout out to the UK today, huh? Yeah, right? Actually, yeah. yeah. This guy is We've also – Myers is uh, British. British? Oh, yeah. nice. Um, so they did an article which said, first ever reported case of anxiety-induced deja vu. Now, this is pretty interesting, and it connects to some of the thing that we talked about earlier, which was – Sometimes it's like stress or anxiety causes deja vu. Uh, yeah. And then sometimes it, like complete relaxation causes it, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like an article about the former, right? right. And it's about specifically uh, a 23-year-old British male who in 2007 um, basically got very sick, right? Uh, and got super anxious, right? Like a severe form of anxiety, right? He oh. developed a, ver- a severe form of anxiety. Dude, can you imagine this? Like, Probably yeah. like flipping out constantly at all yeah. times. Yeah, so he's like freaking out, right? Dude. And so part of that anxiety was they started experiencing uh, episodes of deja vu in which he knew it was deja vu. Oh. So like he he would like experience these prolonged episodes Wow. And some and some of the people too, like they talked about with epilepsy, right? Like they know that they are experiencing deja vu in a way that like I know that I haven't seen this thing before. It's not like when we like dream of something and then like we're like, Oh, maybe I jumped it, maybe I have supernatural powers. But yeah. for them, 
or for this guy specifically, he was like, I know this didn't happen before, yeah. but it feels like it did. And so it's like yeah. this conflicting, and so it would cause him more anxiety. Like, I mean, it would become yeah. like part of that thing. Especially if it lasts, Drew. It's not supposed to yeah. last. Yeah, and so this article is really cool. I mean, it's an interesting thing. If you guys look it up, it's just kind of a short, cool article it kind of talks about deja vu gives some of the facts that we talked about which is like his 70 percent right it kind of describes it a bit you know that is part of seizures usually but here's what happened with this kid with anxiety right this 23 year old with anxiety this grown adult actually right but this leads me into my i'm gonna make it a short rant right okay, okay. just very straightforward let her, let her rip. this article cited sources this is why I'm shouting them out, right? Yeah. So IFL Science, Good. right? I want to shout them out because what they did was they had an article. <laughs> they highlighted things in that article. They gave you a hyperlink, right? You clicked on said well, hyperlink. Hold on, pause, but dude, I know you're just getting yeah. started. I'm having deja vu to Tom Van Calvert last night. Right yeah. Shout out to Tom Van Calvert, my brother. My brother. That was Who also a rant. Yeah. Okay, yeah, keep yeah. going, keep going. But <laughs> they have provide hyperlinks. When you click on said hyperlink, fucking takes you the goddamn fucking article they're talking about, right? It's this is the thing, right? It's got the name of the people who did the research, the journal it originally appeared in, right? It's usually like things that are commonly available, right? Or if it's not, they're mentioning the researchers, they're mentioning the journal that it comes in, yeah. right? They're fucking talking about their goddamn fucking sources, right? This is the thing. I'm researching deja vu, right? I'm going through it, and I'm like. I found a couple sites that had interesting info, right? Yeah. To be fair, some of it overlapped with stuff that I found that did cite their sources, right? But they provide hyperlinks, right? Yeah. Click on said hyperlink. It's another article by that fucking website oh. with more hyperlinks by articles by that website. That's not a fucking source, no. right? You can't say Mike is the greatest person ever, then write 12 articles about it and cite all 12 of those articles as evidence that Mike is the greatest person You're shutting yourself. It's fucking bullshit. That is bullshit. There's no research involved. You There's cannot no... get away with that. You can on the internet, man. It's just bullshit. So this is, this is the thing. What is the and internet I think... police, for God's sake? So this is the thing. Doing? So this is the thing that I think is difficult about looking up some of these words. And probably we have, like, in the past, probably come up. And, like, often we do say, like, sometimes we can't support that. Like, yeah. we're not sure, but this sounds interesting, right? Yeah. I'm thinking specifically of the cocktail episode yeah. in which there was, like, a lot of theories on where the word came from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like those are theories that's fine, right? Yeah. They're not like like we don't know, so they're not right. based on that, whatever. Yeah. But 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 we say that, right? Yeah. So why can't you just, just say, say that? Yeah. Right? And like You're I was saying totally sure. Yeah, I was saying to you earlier, right? Is that there's two options, right? There seem to be two options, probably more, right? Yeah. There seem to be two general options, like the things would two categories things would fall into. It's either the first one, which I think is what people do most often, right? Yeah. I wanna think the best of people, which is that they aren't citing sources because they're going fast, right? So they're like, you know what, I gotta pound out three and a half paragraphs yeah. about like this this anxiety induced deja vu, right? right? Boom, 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 boom. Big, big, big. Give it to a copy editor. Big bomb. Right? And there is no copy editor, right? So, like, someone just goes, okay, publish, right? Publishes on their site and goes on, right? Yeah. And so there's no hyperlink text. There's no citation of sources. There's no officialness to it, right? And then, like, they just did it fast, right? But then I think other people pick that up and then are using, like, shortened versions of things and taking that as complete fact, right? Okay. 
So, like, meaning that, like, okay, so first, you know, ever reported case of anxiety-induced deja vu. If the article title was just anxiety-induced deja vu and the article just said this kid had, you know, anxiety, got deja vu, you know, that's crazy. People then can jump to the conclusion that, oh, anxiety causes deja vu, which is not the case. It's just this one person with severe anxiety, which this article explains in depth, right? So, but if it's short, you can jump to those conclusions, make... Erroneous, yeah, like let people make your own. Th- yeah, things. well, just like you know, use the evidence that's there, right? And I think the other part, right, the other kind of umbrella that this falls under is I think that people purposely mislead, right? Yeah. Like we, the whole conversation in the you know in the world about fake news, right? The buzzword, right? Which yeah. I, I fucking hate it, right? It's just like there's news. There's lies, right? <laughs> like, why well, just fucking say that, right? Yeah. And it's not fake news. <laughs> it's like there's fiction and there's nonfiction, right? <laughs> and there's gray areas or technicolor areas yeah. in between. But, yeah. like, come on. Like, let's just, yeah. like, come on. Like, just call it, like, be specific, right? Anyway. Yeah. Dude, I fully agree. Yeah. I am so thankful for this rant right now. It's needed. <laughs> we should rant like this every single episode. Well, we kind of do. To we do. Extent. We do. <laughs> but... This is also, you know, we could go off on a tangent about this. Nonfiction is called that not because... Well, truth fact, right? Truth fact, right? Truth isn't called truth because some bumblefuck decided to call it that. It's because the author, the person who came out with the information, said not that it's true, but that he's trying... You know, this is an attempt, his best attempt, to seek out the truth. Yeah. The way you make... You do that in a scholarly way, not yeah. just scholarly, but also just morally responsible way. Yeah. Is to be like, listen, this is how I did it. Yeah. This is what you should know about the information. Mm-hmm. This fact that I'm not a god mm-hmm. and I don't know everything. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong. And here's yeah. where I might be wrong. That's just the only way <laughs> yeah. we can pursue any sort of yeah. information. And I think that, like, oftentimes we, like, in a joking way, right, often, right, because that's what we do, right? But also seri- in a serious way, we also say, like, we can be wrong, right? Yeah. And we often, and, like, we we're forget often, sometimes, right? Yeah, well, we, we forget sometimes to say that, like, people can correct us. But, yeah. like, I think, like, my my cousin sent us an email once yeah. from something way earlier yeah, yeah. In, in our podcast, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> and, like, and said, like, actually, like, th- this is something that you guys missed, right? Yeah. I'm happy to be corrected. Yes. I'm happy that. Yeah. But, like, it's... It's frustrating when you're trying to find things online, right? And the ease at which you can find cited sources mm. is just not there, right? And I yeah. think I think that this is very easily fixed, right? AKA Google has been sued and has paid out a shitload of money for picking which which uh, sites get top billing, right? Yeah. Like they've been doing this in Europe and other places. Yeah. The tech is oh. out there, right? So then why not? Yeah. Just like say cited sources mm. get top billing and other sources don't. Yeah, why uh. why is that? That's interesting. I mean like it's cuz also too here's the thing. I think that most people would actually a, not get distracted by cited sources, right? Yeah. But B, appreciate it, right? I feel yeah. like most people would be like, "Oh, Here's this interesting thing. Yeah. I, people love interesting facts. That's yeah. what, what, that's what well, this whole podcast podcast is about, right? Yeah. Like it's just interesting facts about words. But like, everyone people love interesting facts. If you can say, "Here's an interesting facts with evidence," even better. It's interesting and possibly true. <laughs> yeah, but instead that's, of but that's just a, some bullshit. 
But that's the thing, right? Is that like it? It's nuts. I'm bo- like, and I'm not trying to take a political position here, other than you need to cite things, right? Because people on all sides of the spectrum don't cite shit, right? Like whether you're liberal, whether you're conservative, True. right? And some yeah, people this do. This is right in politics. Yeah. Politics loves the shit. The yeah. spread of disinformation. Yes, right. Uh, both sides, right? Or both all sides, sides, right? All sides. Yeah. Green Party too, man. Yeah. Don't you know, don't like, hurt me like that. Yeah, no, she, no. I'm just, I'm she's just, gonna. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, yeah, the last one, right? Wait, wait, wait yeah, who she just know? ran with uh, along with you know Bernie and Hillary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, forget her name. Yeah, yeah. I, wanna, I feel like it's Liz something. I want to say Liz Lemon, but that's uh, Liz Lemon is from, uh, not 30, accurate. Thirty Rock. At um, all. You know, like anyway, that's just, just going to say. I, you know, you yeah. know, I'm not going to take my one political reference for this episode and use it to bash the Green Party, which is amazing. Party, <laughs> so never mind. I was going to say something derogatory for no reason. Yeah. No, but the point is, is that like people do spread that, right? And it's, I think it's you know. It's important not. So I think that, like, basically, I was just upset because as we started researching Deja Vu, it's like article after article after article, nothing cited, nothing nothing hyperlinked, nothing like if it was hyperlinked, nothing was linking over, right? And here's some advice, too, that I heard. I'm going to cite my source here. I heard on NPR. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the guy's name. But when fake news became a thing, right? I I air quoted for those who can't see, right? Yeah. NPR did like a kind of talk on it, yeah. right? And they had a person who came out who's a researcher on like basically like what is a good source and a bad source, right? Like they, they, you know, he's someone who like does a lot of research involved in like what makes things good sources and bad sources, you know? And so he said one of the things with an internet source is that you don't read up to down, you read left to right. Right. Basically, he said, in, when you read like a book or an article in like a page, you read up to down and you see what it is that they're citing. You go either to the footnote or to the back, right, which is up and down to the reference list, right? Mm. And he said, with internet sources, they hyperlink things. He goes, click the hyperlinks, read across the page, right? Meaning, like, see where they source themselves, right? Yeah. And if you have somebody who's just sourcing, like, their own website over and over and over yeah. again, it's or not like, necessarily you know, a trustworthy source. Bob'sBlog.com. Yeah. I mean, they might be using – they Ray might Comfort. be saying things that, like, have accurate information, but it's not going to be precise, right? And it's not going to be well-researched. They're being lazy about it, right? Yeah. And, like, they might have misinformation. And they most likely do. And that also seems suspicious to me. When you're going to only cite your own website, oh, yeah, part of me goes, sketch. I don't want to trust you now. No. Right? I don't want to trust you. Even if what you said is supported by other things, I ain't going to trust you. I ain't going to do it. So that's the end of my rant. <laughs> that's all I got. So, yeah. <laughs> Explosion. <Drop my> <laughs> Dude, you know what? You're right, man. Right. Sources yeah. are important. They truth are. is they important. Are. They are super the, important. The pursuit of truth is important. Mm-hmm. And, like, authority, you know, all these things. This brings us back to comp, man. You know? Man. I remember teaching research. You have the crap test. You know about the crap test? No. You know, it's just an acronym for just things you want to look for that will give you a sense of how authoritative the source is. Oh, nice. Actually, yeah. I don't know that acronym. Really? So, yeah, yeah. I, it's credibility. Um, Something accuracy. Uh, I, I don't remember. It's been a long time, but it's like you know some <laughs> other things. Yeah, and it's basically like, uh, are they making things up blatantly? Mm-hmm. Can you tell? Like, did they say, oh, the Civil War happened in 1965 mm-hmm. or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Or um, you know, can you tell who it is who's written or published the source? And if you can't, like that's sketchy. You know, there's there's things that is can, that is man. You know, like the the one you just read, like they identify themselves pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. 
you got to do that. Yep. So anyway, dude. So a uh, couple things that you yeah. were saying, yeah, that it made me think of other things, yeah, and that is basically what this podcast is. <laughs> it's a long free association, of which you, our audience, are a part. We start with a word. We free associate into dirty jokes and dad jokes. We come back to the word. We say, oh, yeah, it means something. We free associate again. We come back. We say, please listen to us again. This is what you were talking about, citing sources. This is how I was thinking of us in relation to everything else, right? All this other wealth of information on the internet, good and bad. It's like we we purvey bullshit in the hopes of eliminating... Most bullshit. <laughs> that's what we do. Anyway, I love it. Yeah. I, that's, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. So we were, and that's our next shirt, by the way. You uh, mentioned epilepsy. Yeah. There's medical things that have been documented. The science, right? Before we move on from the science, we're not really going to move on to the science. No, because you're going to talk about the guy. I was going to talk about the scientist next. But yeah, like, yeah. Something that's made me think of. You see Logan, right? The movie. Yeah. yeah. You know how Professor Xavier basically has epilepsy yeah. in that movie? Yeah. And he's also got ESP, of course. Mm-hmm. It's his thing. Yeah. So, like, he and he has these he experiences, these fits, and he, like, fucking explodes. Yeah, yeah, It's like yeah. a fucking, like, big bomb goes off. And yeah. It's so sweet and awesome. He, like, doesn't really have control of it. Yeah. You know, it's, like, hurting him, but at the same time, he's hurting everyone around him. Yeah. But it's, like, very metaphorical, like, way of portraying like an illness like mm-hmm. you know like it's like feels like that it's like devastating and yeah. it hurts people around you but like at the same time you know in terms of memory mm-hmm. like he can I don't know just made me think of Logan made yeah. me think of Professor Xavier yeah, and Logan yeah. you know oh what a good movie <laughs> dude definitely my favorite superhero movie that's fair you know that's fair I know how you feel about that but mm. it's real just I like Blade there. you like what I like Blade Blade oh really I rewatched Blade. That's good. That's before Wesley it's Snipes had his tax evasion problems. Super good. It wouldn't be such a good movie if uh, you know Blade was having he couldn't go outside or inside. He couldn't go anywhere because he's in jail. Because he's in jail for tax, tax evasion. evasion. <laughs> it's like Blade Three. It's just like an empty chair for like two hours. Wesley Blade, Blade Three <laughs> is kind of, is like that, but with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, great! Ryan Reynolds is in it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, come on! Blade Three, man. What's the deal, Ryan Reynolds? They like, you fight know, Dracula. I feel like he was Deadpool in that one X-Men movie, and yep. then, like, he He was actually of, Deadpool. And then he was actually Deadpool, and that was a good movie, but, like, I don't know. I guess that might be one of my favorite. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Reynolds has a rough time making money. He, why is that? Cause, no, like, his keeps, movies do. He makes money, but... Yeah, he keeps doing movies. crappy movies. Stop I don't think so. Movies. I don't think all of them are crappy. There's a bunch, though. Like Van Wilder. Blade. Yeah. Was well, good. That was his break. Yeah, that was his break. Right. And then, uh, I actually think, um, R.I.P., R.I.P., or whatever, R.I.P. Police, right? Oh, R.I. Yeah. Police, whatever the hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was actually, it was okay. Kind of good? Right. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great. But. Yeah. I feel like then, like, I'll go to, like, I'll go. Words up. for dinner, movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right. It's okay. It's pretty decent. I like that. Don't kind of. Us, yeah, what's watching? Okay, next song. <laughs> all right. Uh, Frederick William Henry Myers. That's, that's a mouthful. <laughs> F. W.H. Myers, otherwise known. He was our first entry from the OED that we started this episode with. Mm-hmm. You know, it just turns out, like, if you want to write, you got to, like, have, like, four names. You got to, you got to like, you know, put your initials. You got to have at least two initials. Yeah. This guy's got three <coughs> initials before his last name. M.G.V. Calberg. That's my right. going to be my writing name. Yeah, I would 
Well, just break up my you last break name. Break up your? Why would you do that? I don't know because I cl- clearly I need four names. Uh, I guess. Oh yeah, to have four names that that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. See, I need like another name. Yeah. I need to come up with a new name. Anyway, Myers. Right. So this is a guy who I just want to share some of his life story with you yeah, because yeah. he's basically the person who brought this word into the English language. Yeah, I yeah. feel like he's he's a foundational force in yeah. introducing the idea. Yeah. So the reason I want to mention some of these things is because it's interesting, but also because it changes the way we should probably think of this word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a scholar, right? He's a psychical researcher and essayist. I want to say that again, psychical, not psychological. Yeah. It is spelled P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-A-L. Okay. So it's about psychic stuff. Okay. Like ESP uh-huh. and like telepathy. Nice. Which is a word that he invented. <laughs> he invented telepathy as well. He brought telepathy into the English yeah. language. This is to do with some influence on the way that we see not just like it. the language but psychic stuff. Yeah. So he's a re- he's a legitimate researcher who's well respected, yeah, right? Yeah. And he was born in 1843, died in 1901. So okay. this is the end of the 1800s. But he was well respected as a as a humanist, mm-hmm. as a writer, as an essayist, mm-hmm. as a you know not as a as a physical scientist, mm-hmm. but he's in the humanities, right? But it definitely he does research and yeah. he's respected. At the same point, he's studying shit which is totally quote unquote fringe. Yeah, yeah. It's out. It's this way out. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so let me just tell you a little bit about why this is. I'm right? so excited. So he goes to college. He goes to Trinity College in Cambridge uh, when he's in his 20s, early 20s. He just kills it, gets all these awards. He's writing essays he's getting awards for. He's writing essays in Latin he's getting awards for. He's just doing all the things, right? So he wins the Chancellor's Medal for English Verse twice, the Camden Medal for Latin Verse once, the Member's Prize for a Latin Essay three times. So in 1864, he was second in the first classes of both the classical and moral science, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Despite these achievements, Myers was not popular. <laughs> Many thought him an eccentric and a poser. So right. he's a weirdo. Let me let me let me just say that sentence is the most ridiculous sentence, right? <laughs> Despite these achievements yeah. because of these achievements no one liked them right yeah. like come on yeah. right i know 18, like 1800s it's not like oh that was the heyday of no. when everyone liked smart people no no hell no fuck. are you kidding oh my god academics are probably even more like ostracized and isolated at that time oh, my god. oh maybe i don't even know barely like, even knows? get any like coke bottle glasses where are you gonna get glasses oh my from? god coke bottle glasses. i would just be wandering around bumping into shit if it was Dude, in the 1800s i wish i wish we could really wear coke bottles as glasses Sorry, go ahead. Uh, anyway, so uh, this is, by the way, let me stop my source. This yeah. is from the Oxford Dictionary of National Biography, it's, yeah. uh, published by Oxford University Press, and, Press, and this is the entry on Myers. Okay. So uh, this is something interesting about mm. him. He won the Camden Medal for Latin Verse in mm. 1862. His entry for the following year, mm-hmm. 1863, he packed, mostly without acknowledgement, a considerable number of what he considered the best lines from past Oxford Prize poems. He was following what he believed to have been Virgil's practice. He loved the classics, right? Yeah. And to his friends would disdainfully quote Vir- Virgil's remark, which is, I am collecting gold from Aeneas's dunghill. He was awarded the prize, but when the borrowings were discovered, he was forced to resign it. So uh. his explanation for plagiarizing, which is yeah. what this was, is that he was doing something that the classic writers of the ancient years, like Virgil, used to do. Yeah. used to compile good shit into yeah. one place. But I think that's vaguely... That's like 
vaguely like sketchy at best and sort of like outright plagiarism at worst. So, well, he, you know, this this haunted him for the rest of his life academically. So po- poetry, though, like that's a thing that some poets do now, uh, which is interesting. But usually they cite that they've done it, right? And it's not it's not so far away from erasure poems, uh, yeah. and it's not so far away from actual poems that do take lines from other people and yeah. create their own poem from it. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's always... It's always a gray area, right? Like, it's yeah. always yeah. weird, like... Yeah, it's weird. It, you're right. It's 100% weird. It's weird. Right? Like... It's a, it's a gray area. And this is the thing. That's yeah. the thing. But you know what? We can, we can make the only excuse we need to make for yeah. poetry, which is that it is art. Yeah. It doesn't pose itself as nonfiction. Mm-hmm. It doesn't pose itself as scholarly writing. Yeah. And this again, is, again, it depends. Like, if, if, he's pass, if he doesn't tell anybody that's what he's doing, right. then it sounds actually like plagiarism. And he's trying to pass it off as his own writing. Yeah. So th- that's an interesting contest, too. It's verse. So yeah. it is art, but it's Latin verse, which is a area of scholarly study at the time he was in school. So it was mm-hmm. this weird gray area between like studying Latin yeah. and writing in Latin, period, yeah. as a as a pursuit and as a field yeah, yeah. versus art. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that follows him around. Mm. That's one thing you should keep in mind about this person who invented this word. Yeah. In English, right? So uh, we skip over some things. He basically continues to uh, go to school. <laughs> yeah. He in his late twenties, he leaves college. He starts traveling around. He tried to teach for a couple of years. Didn't like it. Yeah. Quit. Traveled around a little bit. He, he, he's, from, he's from the UK, right? He goes to the United States. He goes to Niagara <laughs> Falls. He's, uh, this is an interesting little anecdote. So it, he goes to Niagara Falls. He's about to swim in the river below it. He asked himself, what if I die? He found the answer void of emotion. To a man of Myers's eager temperament, sustained indifference was not possible. Christianity had for many years been displaced in his mind by Platonism, as in other words, Plato. Yeah. But now he was converted to Christianity by Mrs. Josephine Butler, the wife of the vice principal of Cheltenham College, blah, blah, blah. So he has this period of intense Christianity and yeah. religious fervor, yeah. which fades and it goes away yeah. for a couple of years. So... By 1869, it says disillusion had set in. This is when Myers starts hanging out with the famous author George Eliot and some other people. Yeah. But they are also, they're, uh, I guess these people, George Eliot included, were sort of like um, agnostics or maybe even atheists at the yeah. time. So that's where the disillusion is there. He loses faith in religion. And uh, they can't quite bring him into the fold of the uh, atheists either. Yeah. So he's having these sort of personal struggles with like belief, yeah. faith, Religion, spirituality in general. By this time, he starts to get really interested in spiritualistic phenomena, right? So between 1873 and 1878, he and a group of Trinity fellows and scholars sat in various permutations and combinations with mediums. So he starts getting his fortune told. Yeah, yeah. And then that continues. He starts to develop this fascination, which he starts to incorporate into his scholarly work. Right, so actually, I'll skip over quite a bit here of his personal story, but like, basically, his cousin marries this woman named Annie, who, uh, um, and their marriage got difficult because his cousin, whose name's Walter, went nuts mm-hmm. over a period of time, and eventually got committed, and so Myers has this like sort of developing relationship with his cousin's wife, and they get really close, but then when 
Her husband, Walter, goes to the uh, asylum. She, she drowns herself, and it, like, fucks with Myers pretty hard, right? Uh, so, anyway, because of that, he throws himself into his literary work in 1876. He publishes essays, mm-hmm. uh, blah, blah, blah. He becomes something of a Wordsworth biographer. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, cool. Right? So, cool. he's a guy who's yeah. in the humanities, yeah. but he has these interests, right? So, he gets married. Okay. Uh, he was pretty comfortable with money, blah, blah, blah. So this is what he's known for, and this is why he appears in the OED. Around 1882, he joined a physicist um, and notable spiritualists, right? These are dudes who are not necessarily scientists, yeah. but they're respected. In setting up the Society for Psychical Research, SPR. Yeah. So the aim of society was to investigate psychic phenomena in a scientific spirit and without presuppositions as to outcome. Or explanations. Mm-hmm. So he was a pretty important part of that, mm-hmm. right? Um, he devoted a great deal of time and energy to the investigation of cases of apparitions, ghosts, mm-hmm. automatic writing, hmm. which is basically where you're possessed and yeah. you just write out like messages from beyond yeah. or whatever. Trance mediumship and so forth. He traveled widely in Britain and abroad to obtain firsthand testimony and sit with mediums. Mm-hmm. So he all right. So this is what this is the crux of the matter, right? He says he used his classical learning to coin a specialist vocabulary for psychical research. The term telepathy being one of his inventions, he developed a theory to unite the findings of psychical research with the latest discoveries in psychopathology, mm-hmm. abnormal psychology, and hypnotism. Damn. So this is super interesting. Basically, that's all I want to say about this. But the last thing is that uh, the book that was quoted was called "Human Personality and Its Survival of Bodily Death." Yeah. That's its full title, and it was published posthumously, huh. 1903, two years after he died. Yeah. So what? So this is a person who's in really. This is like uh, like recap, right? Recap on Myers. Mm-hmm. Smart guy. Falls in love with his cousin's wife. Yeah. She kills herself. Well, it sounds like he fell in love with some president's wife first. Converts to Christianity. Again, yeah. I'm air quoting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm no, sorry, right, sorry. right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. This lady brings him to Christianity. This sounds great. He loses, he loses it. He's disillusioned with yeah. that. So he's also already interested in it. Then he becomes an atheist, kind of. And he falls in love with his cousin's wife. She yeah. kills herself. This probably fucks with him even more. Yeah. He's deeply concerned with this shit. And then... He finally like spends the rest of his life like learning about it, writing about it. He publishes a book called Human Personality and its survival of bodily death, and he dies. Is he still walking around? Experiencing deja vu? Over and over again. The reason we have so actually he's his personality does survive its bodily death and the use of this word, which he coined. Well, transferred over. Transferred over. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. also telepathy. Yeah. That word. Oh man. Um, That's kind of cool. Can I give you just a little bit more from this? I know I just read about Myers. This is the last thing I want to say. This is the most interesting thing from his book, which we quoted, Human Personality. It's just really cool-ass, weird sort of ghost story stuff, right? His his views on human personality were just – he looked at human personality as a number of distinct streams of consciousness, which he sometimes compares to geological strata. Huh. They are in some sense modifications of the same soul and have the potential for unification, but normally they remain separate. Mm. And uh, so basically the things that happen with um, – that we were talking about with deja vu, telepathy, that's where these different streams of consciousness merge or unify or echo each other or sort of touch. 
It's telepathic experiences may be regarded as leaks or messages from these streams of consciousness. Isn't this crazy? I love it. Dude, you gotta tell, there's got to be, like, a decent biography of this guy somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is well-cited, too. So yeah. um, there's a number here, but it's written by a guy named Alan Gauld, G-A-U-L-D. And yeah. he's, he wrote a book called The Founders of Psychical Research. So, oh. so he's, the, he's the guy, man. Dude, that sounds... This is by Alan Gauld. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So if you want to read a book about the, the, this group of people, because it sounds yeah. like Myers is just one of several like yeah. interesting weirdos yeah. from the late 1800s, you know? Yeah. Um, we use that term lovingly, by the way. Yeah, weirdos. yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. an interesting weirdo, too. <laughs> We're both interesting weirdos. Oh, my God. So thoughts, questions, concerns? I was just wrapped. Like, I just was staring at you, just listening to everything. That guy, that sounds awesome. What a weird guy, right? Yeah. No, the only thing, the only last thing that I have about deja vu is that, you know, there's a science related to it, and then you're talking about the non-science part, right? Or the part, like, it's still related to science Trying to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got to say about it, man. Well, I was going to have a game, but it's not really a game. Okay. I was just going to ask you, what is your best memory? What do you mean my best memory? I don't know. Like, what's, like, a memory you'd want to repeat? And then we'll just reconstruct it. <laughs> That's the game. So this game can't be completed the next couple minutes. Mm-hmm. We're going to start it right now. Yeah. And then when we turn off this mic and we stop recording, we're going to do all- I'm going to set up an elaborate recreation. I'm going to hire people. I'm going to pay them. It'll put up ads on Craigslist for actors. Do you, do you have, like, a really great memory? Yeah. Like, there was this time when uh, probably, like, probably when I was like on the swim team when I was in high school yeah it was actually just before that it's probably like when I was a kid I was like between the ages of 10 and 15 mm-hmm. I would hang out at the uh, local pool mm-hmm. every summer it's called colony pool and uh, it was actually a really nice place because it was mm-hmm. like outdoors spring-fed pool mm-hmm. with sandy bottom so it was like it looked like a lake you know yeah, yeah. but it was like sort of this controlled environment mm-hmm. with lifeguards and stuff there was a beach mm-hmm. with sand on it for the shallow end there was slides in the deep end there was lanes for the swim team. I would swim with the swim team. All my friends were there all the time. Um, like, you know, like it was just, we'd just play cards all day, get in the water. It was just fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, it was just nice to look forward to that. So, like, yeah. every summer I'd have that to look forward to. I had some That's good cool. friends on the swim team. Yeah. And I do have, like, one or two really good memories of competing on the swim team with some of my friends yeah. and, like, being successful, you know, like winning and stuff. Yeah. And just, like, it's just a good place. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think that I have a few good memories. Right, um, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that deja vu, the word, brings up so much about memory. Yeah, totally that's does. cool. But I think I think like for me, I have I have like those general memories. I like that you talked about a group of memories and not just one, um, because I think that. I don't know. That's how I see it too. But I have a lot of really good memories of playing D and D. Yeah. Um, but like they're very just good memories yeah. of like being doing something that you're having a lot of fun doing, right? That yeah. you're just like really just present in those moments, you know? Yeah. And I think that I have those memories with my daughter as well, right? Like there's mm. specific times where it's like, man, we were just so present together in this mm. moment that like this is really good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, too, the the last one that I can really remember, and these are all things that, like, I feel changed me a lot, right, or, like, affected me as a human, is I can remember the first poem I understood. Oh. Yeah, because I had, a lot, I had a lot, like, a lot of difficulty 
understanding poetry um, in high school. And it wasn't until college that I really, like, got a poem, right? Um, I think a lot of it, you know, like, there are a lot of reasons for that. But, like, I didn't really get one. Like, really read something and then go, oh, like, I yeah. get it, right? And it affected me until, like, this one poem. I remember reading it for Do the first time. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it's Adam's Curse by uh, Yeats. Which nice. is ter- like, show notes. Yeah, I know. But, like, honestly, it's it's funny because it's, like, I love that poem. But, like, old dead white guys just, like, not always into. Like, I'm always into, like, specific poems. You're not a huge Yeatsian. Yeah, I'm not huge into Yeatsian. Yeats would be a person who'd be, like, deja vu all day. Him and his wife held seances and shit. Oh, what? They're interesting They're into it. Yeah. Dude, we gotta gotta find some sort of word related to them so we can talk about it. I wonder if Yeats has a deja vu poem. Oh, I'm sure he probably fucking does somewhere deep in the the annals of (laughs) William Butler (laughs) Yeats' poetry. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I think that's cool. I think it's interesting. I think I think this was a this is a cool word. I think it's like a thoughtful word, right? It's it's mm. it's one that doesn't have like a uh, interesting history. Like it doesn't have like a complicated history. It doesn't mm. have like this, you know. But it's an interesting thing that like what comes around it, you know. Because mm-hmm. I think too, like in specific instances, you say deja vu, right? And people are either going to be like, yeah, they're going to be with you, be like indifferent with like how you're seeing that, or like people are going to be like, oh. Oh, what? Right. So I think it's, I think it's interesting. You know, like there's moods around these words. There's like those feelings with it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like that's what we were talking about yeah. that earlier. But like sometimes smells and like yeah. tactile sensations can mm-hmm. bring the, bring these things back. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this word too. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the record, Mike is moving. To I am the Midwest. I am very soon. And when I come back to this building, I'm going to get major Van Calibre deja vu. No, it's it's sad. Sad. Man. I know. I'm going to just no. lovingly touch inanimate objects. Just be like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. My essence has stayed behind. Yes. Like yeah, the man. walls, you know what I mean? We're Sorry. separating. We're, we've been together <sighs> for this whole podcast. And I'm going to gonna break up a little bit. But mm. it's not the end of the podcast. No, that's the good We're just going to record from a long distance. Yeah. So, so, yeah, moving to Illinois. So anybody who's in Illinois, get ready. Illinois is a big state, right? Get but, ready. like, if you're there, basically going to be your neighbor. Basically, oh, right? Geez. And we're going to be best friends. Good luck. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, this episode was brought to you by Movers. Mm. Super expensive. Mm. Big pains in the asses. Mm. And packing tape. Terrible. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> packing tape can be useful, too. Man, I the the finer points of packing tape, I just have never learned until now. That's going to be the next lost episode, which hopefully we will never publish. The fine the finer points of packing you'll never tape. you're never going to hear an episode on packing tape. That's um, a that's a niche audience. <laughs> promise. Um, yep, this episode is also brought to you by Movers and Packing Tape. I like what you did there. Yeah. You can find us on the online. Right, um, we are on Twitter at Words for Dinner. That's Words the number four Dinner. Uh, you can tweet at us. We got a few people who have been tweeting us. Yeah. Uh, we are always willing to write really terrible haiku or give book suggestions, which we just did to somebody. Mm. Um, so shout out to Paradox. I don't think oh, he nice. 
I don't think he uh, liked my book recommendations, oh, but okay. I tried real hard. That's, tried that's, real that's hard. what matters. Um, but, um, but yeah, so you know, please and give us recommendations too if you can. Uh, you know, and follow us on Twitter. Also, our email is wfdpodcast at gmail dot com. You can shoot us an email. Uh, we're gonna we're, we have decided to get better at that, right? Which we say, uh, right. but like nobody emails us, so it's great. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fine. People mainly talk to us on Twitter. If you email yeah. us, we're gonna get it and yeah. read it. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Uh, but that's great. Um, and then uh, where can they where can they download this episode and future episodes? You know, they should totally download this episode on iTunes mm-hmm. or you know Stitcher. But if you go to iTunes, you should subscribe to us so yes. that the next time we release one, which is whenever we want. <laughs> That's usually monthly. It's usually monthly. Once a month, yeah, yeah. Um, you're gonna get an appetizer. You're gonna get a little notification. Mm-hmm. iTunes, Apple, whatever. They're gonna be like, "Hey, man, guess what? Your favorite mm-hmm. podcast got a new appetizer out. Mm-hmm. Guess what? After that, you're gonna get the full episode. It's True gonna story. be great. True you're story. gonna get just you're just gonna get giddy with glee. Oh yeah, you get oh. You also mm-hmm. subscribe at Stitcher. Stitcher has a subscribe option, yeah, right? Right. As does Google Play. Okay, so mm-hmm. they should they should subscribe on all these things. Just subscribe on everything. You don't want to miss it. Right, and Podbean actually has a subscription button too, which I just found out recently. Oh, hot damn! Yeah, I Podbean. was like, oh, I just thought you could follow people on Podbean. I think you can actually subscribe to the RSS. Our favorite bean, yeah, above mm-hmm. favas, limas, gar- uh, garbanzos. Nice. Wow, just that's a lot of beans. Kidney beans. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. Yeah, thank you. Good Tell night. us how you feel. <laughs>